Emerging writers, we're so glad to have you join us as we continue delving into the science fiction genre this month. My name is Stephanie, and I'm joined by my best friend Kayla and my sister Jordan. Hello. Hi. Today we're focusing on one of the common subgenres of sci-fi, the dystopian world. Kayla, want to get us summarized in on that? Absolutely. Dystopians are often set in the future after society has crumbled or even post-apocalyptic. If not in a post-apocalyptic world, it's one where the world has turned into some sort of constricted political stance, whether it's socialist, which is a common theme with older dystopians, or a capitalistic apocalyptic world, which is more common in current dystopian fiction. And this fiction is often an alternate timeline of the current world. Mm-hmm. Or just set in like a fully alternate, like parallel world type deal. Mm. Yeah, that has a separate history as Mm -hmm. well. Like sometimes maybe instead of airplanes, they developed blimps and kept that going. (laughs) I've seen that a few times. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of the genre staples include strict class systems, oppressive governments, and the lack of free will for the individual citizen. Yeah, we kind of talked about that in the general overview Mm -hmm. earlier, where there's that lack of free will either um, over their bodies or their emotions or their like there's a restriction on knowledge and they're not allowed to learn. Mm. Or things where the lower classes have a set of laws that restrict them more than the upper classes, like Hunger Mm -hmm. Games comes to mind where the districts have to compete in this like Hunger Games where all but one of them die and the people mm-hmm. from the capital live a lavish life and are free from that burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's usually one character, your main character, who recognizes that something is off, something about the system is wrong. And these newer, um, like young adult-centric sort of dystopians like Hunger Games There's a lot of people that recognize it because it's very blatant. But in a lot of the older, more classic dystopian sci-fi stuff, there's a lot of like brainwashing that's been going on for generations. So a lot of people don't realize that anything is weird. Mm. And so your main character will be that character who's like, something isn't right about this. I want to learn or um, I have feelings for someone that I'm not allowed to or something like that. And then they'll start like breaking free. A lot of the older ones to me seem like they're like pre-revolution and a lot of the current ones seem like they're where there's a resistance building up and they're going to start this whole Mm. thing. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we get these dystopian stories where the characters coming of age or reaching a new step within the structure of this dystopian society, like in the Hunger Games where they're the main character is then chosen for the Hunger Game because they're of age or in The Giver where they're chosen for a new job. And so they notice something's wrong when they reach this next stage and they're like, oh, not this. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes there's, especially in the current YA dystopian trend, there's underground 
rebellions already in the works or that become a thing within the scope of the series and the character joins all of these rebels and fighting back yeah well i mean even in the older ones um like in brave new world there was that system of people who were trying to smuggle books and retain knowledge that was prohibited from them that's true so it's it's a pretty common theme in general with uh dystopian literature mm. um I guess maybe it's that in the newer ones, oftentimes there's a resolution to the dystopia by the end of it. Yeah. And things I would are, say the olds are a little more open-ended. Yeah, where it's one individual character's path and they're still fighting in the society, mm-hmm. where a lot of the YA dystopian books, there's a revolution or at the very least a bigger change in the culture as a whole. Yeah, if not like a full-on collapse, there's been like a definite move towards something better happening. Mm. I kind of brushed on like why with the older ones, a lot of times most of the people don't really notice anything's wrong. A lot of one of the big themes for these dystopian worlds is that it's sold to the people as a utopia or like its original intention was to be a utopia, but Mm. then because it had to be so constrictive towards people and control them because people are stupid and like <laughs> do dumb things and hurt each other. We're going to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, it turned into a dystopian society. Yeah, I think within the guise of it being a utopia, things are often withheld from the common people mm-hmm. and key knowledge about how the society works is withheld. That's definitely a common theme in all of the things I've read or watched like this, that there's the knowledge and somebody finds it or finds mention of it somewhere and then is searching to figure out what the real history is. And it's not just believing the lie anymore. If it's not uh, what I mentioned previously of like people unearthing old technology or whatever from like the ancient times, then I find the ones really interesting where the world acts like it's a utopian society And then slowly your characters start kind of waking up and realizing that they're being controlled and that whatever government system is in place is withholding information and and uh, like maybe doing experiments or something Mm. on people. I think those are really interesting. It's kind of like like a mystery being unraveled. Yeah, I guess in both cases, it's like a mystery being unraveled of what's actually going on or what the history Mm. was. Yeah, they do have some mystery element. And like that hidden information that they need to figure out. Those are the ones that I tend to gravitate towards. I really enjoy ones that make a really strong political statement while also having a lot of character growth and emotion and keeping it a personal story for a big chunk of the book. And I think that's a fine balancing act of having these big statements about the world and about politics and society, but also having a personal character arc and growth and little tiny like joys and triumphs and hardships. Mm -hmm. For sure. On another note, I find one current dystopian piece of fiction that's pretty popular to be super fascinating, and that's the HBO series Westworld which is within the scope of this amusement park intended for rich vacationers and the the wealthy upper class to experience this like western sort of world. 
where it's all like, you know, cowboys and saloons and stuff. <laughs> but the futuristic part of it is that all of the cast members, if you will, or employees of the world are actually robots. <laughs> and so these they're super realistic robotic hosts that allow the visitors to live out their fantasies without any laws against it. And so there's some really violent, horrific things that occur outside of just the scope of like, I would like to go be a cowboy. There's also like murdering these robots or having sex with them, both consensually or non-consensually. And the show dives deeply into the morality of this and the fact that it's this dystopian world for these robotic hosts that like show and express pain for all of this. Is it like artificial intelligence with the robots or is it like human consciousness that's been put in the robots? Um, it's like this highly advanced IA where it starts to become a I question of like if they think they feel pain, if they're showing signs of these being like traumatic events for them that have to be erased from their memory, is it still moral? Is it still acceptable? Mm, Since gotcha. you could delete it. Mm. Is it still okay to do it? I get that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't heard of it before. It's pretty graphic, but such an interesting, unique world and story idea. And I think it really pushes the idea of dystopian of like these human visitors. It's their utopia. But for these robots, it's this hellish landscape. And does that matter? And I think sci-fi has always been great about posing the question of like does it matter if these things that aren't quite human are in pain mm -hmm. and like what what is the impact of these negative things done even if it's not to humans or like you know who deserves to feel pain and who shouldn't and I think dystopians are great at that too I think that's a really cool juxtaposition of um like classes and or how like different races have been treated and like yeah. dehumanizing sort of thing and how for like one group of people something could be uh, a utopia and for others it could be a dystopia and that's a really interesting theme that I don't see very often. Yeah I think dystopians really shine when they look at how different classes or races or different groups of people are treated. I've also read some interesting ones that really dive into gender roles too. And so it's a subgenre that can really explore those differences and the like morality of how you treat the other. Uh, with the like gender stuff and class stuff, it's a lot of times handled or addressed in dystopian stories because mm. also it's usually used as a place uh, more so than any other subgenre of science fiction to really hit on those political and social statements mm -hmm. of people being like, I don't think this sort of thing is fair or I'm concerned that we're moving towards a certain direction of like, I think people are going to stop caring about knowledge or the government is going to start hiding too much stuff from us. Or we are going to start like criminalizing people that shouldn't be. And this is the, the genre and uh, place that a lot of people use to get those thoughts and concerns out mm -hmm. in a way that 
gets people engaged and gets people thinking because it's fiction and it can be presented in a really poignant way. Mm-hmm. So moving on to books within the dystopian world, one that we've already mentioned before was The Hunger Games by Susan Collins, and that's a highly popular YA dystopian book. But if you haven't read it, it's really worth the time. It's a well-done series, and it handles the fact that they're all kids and going through these horrible things in a good in a realistic way, maybe not good. <laughs> not good, but understandable. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a good one, especially since there are books and movies. And didn't she just come out with a new one? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm behind on like 2019 releases. I feel like I just saw something for it, and I'm pretty sure it was Hunger Games related. Hmm. So I think there's a new book. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a precursor to the actual series that like 60 or so years before the events of the Hunger Games books. That's an interesting take. Yeah, you get to see how everything was set up and like ended up the way that yeah. we see it. Ended up so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so another dystopian book, actually the first one that I really dived into was The Uglies by Scott Westerfield. And this is a really fascinating world in which everyone is born an ugly and then they can turn pretty at 16 by uh, extreme cosmetic surgery nice. and it it shows this dystopian world that's showed as a utopia where aesthetics play so heavily into it and beauty is seen as everything but then it's uh I think three book series yeah I think so that uh that dives into other things that the society is doing and modifications being made. And it's really fascinating and a unique take on the dystopian. And then the last book to mention is The City of Ember, which is another dystopian world set underground where they're slowly running out of resources. And it's a little bit less dark than the other two, I would say, but an interesting and complex built world. Yeah, I remember reading that as a kid. I don't remember the premise because I read it when I was pretty young, but I remember being really interested in how it all worked and why these people were so cut off from everything and underground and in the dark. And I think I really liked dystopians as a young child, so I'm glad they're continuing the theme and writing them for younger generations. Yeah. Uh, I personally never really got into the dystopian craze. I started to read The Hunger Games, but then I just kind of never finished it. Most of what I ended up reading for dystopian stuff was required for school my junior year. That being said, I'm totally up to suggestions. Um, If you guys know of any great dystopian sci-fi novels, let us know. Join us on our Facebook group, Writers Emerging, or follow us on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. Links, as always, in the description. We look forward to seeing you guys next week as we look into the questions of humanity and AI.